like people should really focus on the children. It's normally an issue in co-parenting, in my opinion, when there are still feelings involved on one mm-hmm. of the parties and it makes it very clouded um, and it, it has nothing to do with you. You are now entering the Drink and Tell group chat with your hosts, Candice, Tawana, Jocelyn, Mickey, and Asia. Welcome to the group chat. All right, welcome back to episode seven of Drink and Tell. Uh, I'm Joss and I'm leading the crew today. I am drinking Melodramatic Macabre. What are y'all drinking? What is that? It's a red. Right. You know it's a red. Well, yeah, I know that, but I never heard. It's a red blend. Of Melodramatic. So I went in looking for McBride Sisters and they were out. And the man walked me over to this one and said, just try it and let me know if you like it. It's pretty tasty. I'm drinking that good old H2O um, because I went and had drinks on Tuesday night with a fellow TSU alumni. (laughs) Tuesday was a wash. Let's just say it was rough. It was a rough Tuesday. So therefore I'm off the alcohol for a week. Okay. Mickey, what you drinking? I still have Twisted Sister because I had two bottles in my refrigerator. Shout out Gaichi. Um, so I am drinking MITSU girl. Uh, what do you call these? Tumbler. Thank you, Tumbler. You know them gummies got that memory shot. Don't say <laughs> Tawana. Sorry, Tawana. Yes. So Twisted Sisters. I have um a hot toddy and my the future is female Tumbler. You feeling all right? Uh, yeah. I just feel like it's October, so you should always have a hot toddy. Is that what it is? <laughs> Sips tea. Tawana, what you drinking? Uh, I am drinking a um, energy water uh, flavor packet. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I got. Today, we are talking all things parenting, co-parenting. We got a future family planner here. We got an empty nester here. We got that fast auntie here. And we got some co-parents. So we have a lot to talk about. Um, we will start with our hot topic, which is, I think it happened over the weekend while y'all were kicking it at homecoming. Um, Tia Mari popped off, y'all. Like, she was talking about the woes of dating and what's out here in these streets post-divorce. And, you know, Tia got married really young and she hadn't really been out there like that. And so now that she's getting into these streets, she's kind of figuring out that the dating pool has pee in it. Mm. And there were those who suggested that she spin the block and go back and find Corey and make it work. And she had something to say. She was like, y'all need to move on because I have. And Mm. you reminded me of that Black Love season that they were on. And I think she she cut him off while they were having like dialogue. And he shot her, we call it a unit. He shot her this unit out of this world that like reeked of pure hatred. Like he looked like Mm. he wanted to slap her in the face. It was like, um, oh, that's who y'all were talking about. Yes. He yeah. was like, he's talking, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, and you know how you're adding to something because you're excited in a conversation? She's like, yeah. And he went like this. Apparently, he she probably interrupted him a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like if I was on the other end, like the producer, I'd be like, y'all want to cut that out? Y'all need a minute? Yeah. It was, it was pretty obvious. Like that was a mean side eye. Yeah. I think the spending a block part that people were trying to get Tia to do, I like her response when she was like, 
I get what you guys are saying. I'm just making an observation of what I'm seeing in a dating pool. But that doesn't mean that I have to go back to something that didn't serve me. I like how right. she put that. Now, Definitely. you're talking about spinning a block. I'm loving this Nelly and Ashanti spinning a block. But yes. it's, it's like two people who both genuinely want to be there. And that makes the difference. Right. But... All of that being said, because I don't really follow Corey like that. What do you think co-parenting looks like between them? Because she's very high energy. Um, she is very out there with the kids. Like she loves Instagram. Like she loves doing reels. She loves to dance. Um, it looks like he does, you know, spend time with the kids. But what do y'all think co-parenting looks like between the two of them? It doesn't seem like he wanted this split. So it's probably rough right now. There's a part of me that feels like by the time we have heard about things with celebrities, they've kind of ironed out some of the biggest kinks. Like mm -hmm. what I will say about the two of them that I really loved on that I saw on Instagram together was that they felt very much committed to being really good parents yeah and he like whatever her shenanigans were with the kids like he will play along sometimes he would be there so even if like there's this kind of weirdness around them being separated I feel like they are two people who could say let's figure this out for the kids versus a situation like we were talking about earlier when Sierra gets asked the question about co-parenting and she laughs, like AJ, I you won't hear yet. Like I uh -huh. don't think I don't think that Tia, if somebody were to ask Tia how is co-parenting with Corey, that that would be her answer. Like right, they, like, he's present. He's a present parent, and yeah. I don't think that future is a present parent like that. That's why Russell is so present. I mean. Look. And we're and, not know, gonna I, even I'm sure, I mean, they're divorced, so they have a parenting plan. Right. And um, there are certain guidelines and things that they're yeah. going to follow. And I'm sure they have flexibility because they were married and they have, uh, would hope that they have a good relationship and there's not um, a lot of pushback. But that's when you co-parent, um, having flexibility is, is ideal. Like not being rigid to what your parenting plan is um because you both have the same goals for your kids it's just a matter of um understanding that shit happens sometimes and, and the schedule yeah. may need to change and awesome. i think that if you have that communication i think that they because they're focused on their kids what seems that they're focused on their kids mm -hmm. that it works for them and that's what's important right. so i want to get into everybody's journeys because accountability mm -hmm. is so big it's hard though sometimes and co-parenting apparently it is because everybody can't do it Girl. but holding yourself accountable to your kids you know even when you're you're co-parenting with your I mean so my co-parenting journey is layered right uh as of the time we've recorded my ex-husband is remarried um the approach that I took with her was you're spending around time around my children I want to know who you are and they're in an interracial relationship so I wanted to know really like who are you who are your people hey. And your family, right. <laughs> Who are your people? Because this happened, I mean, during a time where we're turning leadership and I mean, you know, she's she's a good person and I feel safe with her around my children. And that's more than a lot of people can say. Like we had yeah. some pre-show mm -hmm. chat. That's more than a lot of people can say, right? Um, there are some blind spots because she did not grow up inside of a black woman's body. 
that, you know, we have to, you know, sit down and have discourse about it, but we're adults and we hold each other accountable, right? Is she a parent outside? Is she a parent? No. And so that's another blind spot. But she's good people. That's mm-hmm. my point, right? You know, wow. I'm in a committed relationship. He has three kids. Um, I'll only discuss the relationships that I have, right? That's all I'm here to discuss today. So his eldest son's mom and I are super cool. Uh, I call her my baby's mama. She told me to mention her by name on the podcast because she's going to be listening. Hey, Paula. Wait a minute. Hey, switch Paula. gears. Who are you speaking hey, of Paula. now? My her speak- current boo. Your yes. current man. Okay. Just, right. I, it, it, it segue real quick. I'm sorry. Okay. Um. So, I mean, I have a relationship with her. You know, she can pick up the phone and call me. She can come in the house. We, you know, eat, talk, whatever. Um. My boyfriend also oh, has- Are you doing your work? Sorry, mom life. My bad. <laughs> I mean, also I have two younger kids and I'm active in their lives, which is another layer, right? So my co-parenting journey is super layered. Um, mm-hmm. I would not call me and my ex-husband friends before we got married, but we do a hell of a job at co-parenting and communicating because at the end of the day, it's about the kids and it's always been about the kids. You know, once we got the divorce out of the way, we we both been pretty focused on the rearing of our children. And I think that matters, right? Um, Asia, I want to hear about your co-parenting journey because you never set out to be married, but you knew you wanted to be a mother. Like as long as I've known you, you have wanted to be a mom. I hate Nikki. Um, Ma'am, get yes. out the screen. And the difference, um, Josh, between mine and yours is that my children's father and I were very good friends yeah. for a long time um, before we dated. And um, I know his family and I know who he comes from. And um, when it, when we started dating in my 20s, my mid-20s, um, I knew I was ready. I wanted to be a mom. I mean, we had the conversation and I went to the doctor and got pregnant the next month. I knew the family that he came from and I assumed that I knew what type of parent he would be. Hmm. That is not what happened. Um, So there were some growing pains. Um, There were some growing pains in the first six months or so that my oldest was born. Um, And I've never, and something he knew about me was that I was never going to stay in a relationship because we had children. That was not an option. I wanted my children to be in an environment of love and respect um, for them to see a successful relationship. So if that means we're not working, I will I will forfeit the relationship for what my children will see growing up. That's essentially what happened after Noah. Yeah. Um, it just wasn't it wasn't in my best interest and it wasn't in his best interest, frankly, because my focus was the boys and he needed the, the focus to be on him, so to speak. And I couldn't do that because my focus was my kids. They're they, they're they can't take care of themselves. You can't. So that was that. But as we've evolved as co-parents, um, it has been very interesting. I make it as uncomplicated as possible um, because I come from co-parents. Um, I knew that it it could work. Um, he does not come from co-parents, so it's it's very different. Um, he comes from a two-parent household. So his parents got divorced when he was fourteen, um, oh, but okay. they're both married. They're both separately married. So okay. 
Gotcha. Um, For clarity. So what you're saying is they parented separately. They did not do it together. They weren't even in the same city. Like they weren't even in the same city, you know, so it it was very different. Um, But I've made it as, as easy as possible um, for us to co-parent because there's no reason for it not to be. Um, Because once again, my focus is my children. So if my kids are good, I'm good. He has gotten married for, I don't know how many years ago. Um, she's not a parent. She does not have children. Um, right. She crossed some lines that um, this should not have been crossed. And I addressed that with him because that's, she is not my issue. I don't care about her. I, you're, that's your for you to deal with. Um, and he dealt with it. However, I'm in full support of their relationship. I always have been. Um, but once again, it's about my children. Like people should really focus on the children. It's normally an issue in co-parenting, in my opinion, when there are still feelings involved on one mm-hmm. of the parties and it makes it very clouded. Um, and it, it has nothing to do with you. Asia, so one of the, I do, like if, when I have concerns, I call them both and I call them both together. Um, I don't call him and not express what I'm saying. Like they hear it together. Um, because I've been so nice, she doesn't understand that I'm not really nice. And she um, tends to approach me in a way that would require me to respond in a not so nice way. And I choose not to, because once again, my children have to be in this house. I don't want mm-hmm. any type of, so I just, I don't even need to interact with her. She, she is not um, African-American, she's not American. So maybe culturally that's okay for her. But um, I, I, I am by way of Decatur. So I just choose not to deal with it because I'm, I'm all about keeping the peace. I'm, you know, I got three years with Aiden left in that house. I got four and a half with Noah. And then after that, it's Gucci. I'm good. We ain't never got to talk again, frankly. But I do come from co-parents. My parents got married when I was nine, was divorced by the time I was 14. But I saw that coming and I said it at their wedding. I said, I don't know why y'all getting married because you're just going to get divorced. That's exactly what happens. And they've co-parented. I know how not to co-parent from my parents. And I know ways that are effective in co-parenting because of my parents. I will say this, because when I said something about choosing who you have children with, I think that people really need to be mindful of who you're deciding to let shoot up the club because it's always possible. Um, And you have to think, do you want to either co-parent with this person for the next 18 years or is this person even going to be around to help you co-parent for the next 18 years I mean nobody wants to be a single parent I mean it's completely doable but it's work um a lot of work and something is going to suffer in in that normally it has something to do with the kids but I, I wish people would be more mindful of how they're moving in the childbearing years, even with youth, like, look, wrap that thing up every time. I told my sons, whenever you decide to have sex, you put the condom on, you dispose of the condom. The condom comes from in your pocket. So it's like, you just don't, like, you have to be very mindful of what could possibly happen. And I don't think people really take that seriously or don't understand, or maybe I just take being a parent very seriously. And some people, I don't know, but I think that if people thought about it more, the decisions might be a little different for some. I also think for you, you 
you want it to be a parent. Like some people it. turn out to be good parents, even when it wasn't planned or an accident. Yeah. But I think the mind, all of my friends, yeah. like, and I'll take you, I'll take Candace. Like, I know Candace is going to be a phenomenal mama. Is she going to yeah. wear the shit out of y'all about what she doing right and wrong? <laughs> yes, because she a perfectionist. But she wants this. And when somebody wants something, they're not going to screw it up. Tawana, can I speak on you for a second? Tawana may not have planned how first happened, but when I say that thing has raised two of the best young, because they're not boys no more, young men I have ever seen. Because once it came on her plate, her, and you know, I'm going to shout my boy. I think I kissed him on the ear this weekend, by the way. That was not trying to get at him. But I was gone. Those two took being a parent seriously. And they was young. And, you know, we talked early offline how terrible we was in college. They mm -hmm. was in college and still managed to be like, you know what? I want to be the best at this, even if I'm not equipped with all the tools. And I think that makes a difference, too. Like yeah. some people, it turns on once it comes. But the ones who already are actively like you said, I went to the doctor. I wanted mm -hmm. this. And right. so I'm going to run it and see it yeah. to the end. Mm -hmm. That makes a difference as well. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's important yes, that Jess. I know that I'm doing a good job. Does that sound okay? Maybe that sounds mm -hmm. like because I ask my kids, you know, is there anything, is there anything that I could be doing better? Is there anything that you feel like, for instance, a few years ago when I was working for a certain employer that everyone knows about, my kids always kept saying that I I I was um I didn't seem happy or I it, like I was stressed all the time, right? right? Because so I took that, I resigned, FYI, <laughs> because the balance was not there. And I'm not trying mm -hmm. to have whatever's at work fold into my household. I'm not, I mean, I what is priority for me is being able to provide for my kids. Luckily, I'm I'm able to be able to do something like that and pivot. But um my children, my interaction with my children and being present for them emotionally and mentally and everything is very important. And if that's something that they can feel, that means it's probably even worse than what they know. So yeah. I regularly ask them, like, is there anything that I can do better? Or, you know, you, another thing I learned is about listening. Because as parents, we are problem solvers, right? Our kids talk to us and we want to solve the problem. My teenager is like, mom, sometimes I just want you to listen. Mm -hmm. I was like, cool. Then just say, mom, this is not one of those times. Just listen to me. I'll let you know if I need you to chime in. And, but being able to communicate to my kids and letting them know that it's okay to talk to me and be honest with me and, and, and that it's not, I'm not going to be mad for them being, as long as you're respectful, you can say whatever you need to say. Tell me how you feel. Tell me what you think about. Like, tell me these things. I want to know. Asia, um, I think you're speaking to your parenting style as well, which means whoever you're co-parenting with, it would be great for y'all to have similar parenting styles because we don't. you're listening to your kid. You're doing we X, don't. Y, and Z. Well, Maybe but that, that can cause opposite, actually. It's completely opposite. But that can cause like, friction <laughs> and confusion <laughs> in that co-parenting nucleus. Yeah, Make it, it can. Control, though. You yeah, can't control. There's so much out of your control when you let go of a relationship with your co-parent, you can't control no. how they're co-parenting your children. But I'm talking you about, I'm, I'm talking about when, you know, you know, when we're talking to text today and I won't reveal everything that we were saying, but how we were like yeah. certain conversations you used to have on the front end. Now, if stuff shifts and changes because people evolve and turn into something else, but on that's not your fault. But on the front end, yeah. some people don't even have those like, let me just ask X, Y, and Z real quick. Cause mm -hmm. I could come in, let's, let's take it from a religious standpoint. I'm a Christian. And if I procreate with someone who is of another faith, 
to me, that's a conversation we got to have because how are we raising the babies? What mm -hmm. are we instilling them? Right. Are we going to steal both things? One thing? Like, those are conversations that on the front end, you know. Damn. And we had that conversation because I'm I I I'm not church church based. We know that's not my thing. Whatever. I I have my beliefs. I you know I don't feel like I need to go to church to have my relationship. I'm very clear about that. But my children are their father is Catholic. Um, I did want them to have a religious base, and as they get older and they become studious and they learn the world, they can make their own decisions. I did want that for them. Um, so they were baptized Catholic. Um, and as my oldest has gotten older, at first he thought I was atheist. He was like, are you an atheist? I was like, no, no, that's not. No, your mama no. loved the Lord. Yes. And my dad is Muslim. So it's just, there's a little bit of conflict. Um, but um, my parents always promoted us seeking the knowledge on our own. And that was what I wanted for my children. And Aiden has done that. And now he understands, okay, Catholic is not the way for me. Um, this is what is best, more in line with what, what I believe and what I think and things like that. But that's literally probably the only thing that we agreed on this month. These kids, because we communicate differently. Um, I've always been the firm parent um, and he's not, and now he's trying to be the firm parent and the kids are kind of like, uh, what are you trying to do? Um, so it's, I mean, yes, you need to have those conversations, but if, if, if you're in line with the big things, the other stuff can work out. Um, and, and as long as your kids understand that, um, you have, they have a safe space with one of you. Um, I think that it, it works out, you know, but Yeah. It's not my job to fix the other parent's problem. I say that all the time. So I wanted to ask Candace, um, because the three of us who are moms on the podcast had children very young. Not that you're not very young, but you have life experiences behind you that we didn't have. And I want to know what kind of thought goes into becoming a parent after success, after you've come into the fullness of who you are. Um, what kind of questions do you ask yourself and a co-parent before you dive into parenting? I am having to rewire how I think about time because I'm, I, I get afraid that like, oh my God, I should have did this 10 years ago, or I should have did this 15 years ago. How much time am I going to have with my kid? Um, and that's really not a good way or a healthy way to to approach anything. Um, but I also really think about like what, for me, like what it looks like for me to be very protective of my private life and private space. Like, um, it's funny cause I've thought a lot lately about like what, what the digital footprint of my family should be. There's a part of me that's like, when I, even when I told people, cause I was very public about my journey, um, mm -hmm. and wanting to be a mother, um, and pursuing motherhood on my own. And yep. like very few people knew that, um, I started the, um, process, got really sick on, on the meds. And like, it was, my doctor was like, this might not necessarily be the route for you. 
And there were a lot of um, outlets that wanted to talk to me. And I was like, I actually don't want to share this <laughs> because this is a, a really heavy and a hard and a difficult thing. And so like it, that part for me is very different. Like the part around um, the kind of questions that for me, I'm asking of um, the person that I want to have my kids with is really around like what, how are we ideologically? Um, mm -hmm. Because on, on a very real level, and I, and I think I, I said this in the chat, like I trust him to be a good father. Um, I trust him to be a provider and I trust him to, um, to ensure that me and my child and us as a three as a unit, however many we have, will be okay. Um, I do wonder and have had conversations about, and we will continue to have conversations about the things that, that we think about the world and how I approach the world and the kind of worldview that I want my kids to have. Um, Cause we don't think alike on a lot of things. And mm -hmm. there are some things that I want my kids to be exposed to and to feel that's normalized that he'd be like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Like, you know, and so those are heavy conversations. Uh, I have the conversations about the fact of like, hey, like you, we're both older. What do we need to think about and put in place? Should something happen to us before these kids are old enough to care for themselves? Um, godparents are not the little cute stuff that like I I had like guy kids in middle school. I don't I can't even remember their names now. I ain't even I ain't trying to be funny. But like that's not the cutesy kind of stuff that you do. Right. Like, when I think now, like who if something happens to me, who is going to make sure that these kids or this kid, however many I have is going to be reared in a way that they know that I would have wanted. Um, those are hard questions. It makes yeah. you look at like your friendships very differently. Um, and, you know, I, yeah, like I, I think my bigger, my bigger questions have always been around time, ideology, and like, what does our village um, look like? And and would is and would he be open to a village that might not necessarily have the components of people that he would have traditionally thought, but these are people that I would trust with my life. So I know that I could trust them with my kids' life. Mm -hmm. When I ask this of Sawama, because like one of the things that that I thought through to is what it looks like to um to still be married um and have raised like have done a really great job of raising children and then to also still be married and seem like y'all like each other so like because I know a lot of people that are married that don't really like each other. And like, I I really wanna, I really wanna hear from you about what that even looks like and is. Before you answer Tawana, Candace, there were several people who were married 
that I know they don't like. They spell snowboard and homecoming because they was all up in the DF, Texas. Where you at? Drop an address, a pen. Sorry, y'all. I don't told it. They know. Go to one. Um, okay, so I grew up in a single parent household, right? My my dad was involved, but I, I wasn't raised by both of them together, right? We still live it, like still live close to each other, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so I have cousins who had, you know, two parent households and things like that. Both of them were normal to me, right? Like I didn't really see the difference um in it. And so when we found out I was pregnant at 20 years old, senior year of college, um, you know, it was just a matter of like Mickey said earlier, like, okay, like if we gonna do this, we gonna do this, right? Like, <laughs> um, it's time to grow up, you know, and and um do this thing because family is and was important to us. Um, so off top, it priority number one became raising a family. Um, so the interesting thing about doing it, you know, raising kids in a two parent household is you have to deal with the two different views or personalities or styles of parenting or whatever. Right. Luckily, um, Martez and I were actually very similar in what we wanted in, um, you know, in terms of raising, raising kids. And so we didn't have the conversation beforehand. We didn't, you know, this was completely unexpected. Um, <clears throat> so we just had to jump in and, and, and figure it out. But I, I will say one of the biggest things for us that was important to us, um, is if there were some things we disagreed on, like in front of the boys, we were a united front. Even even if, if we didn't, you know, agree with whatever the, uh, the decision was, like afterwards, I would go to him like, talk to my babies like that again, we're going to have a problem. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, um, you know, and so we would discuss those things on, on the back end. But when it came to the boys, we were a united front. And as a matter of fact, um, my youngest said to me a couple of weeks ago, um, we were talking about marriage and he said something about the fact of how he didn't really see, he was like, you know, everybody talks about marriage being this, you know, love thing and you need to be madly in love to, you know, to be married. And he was like, honestly, like, I didn't see that with you and dad. He was like, I saw a partnership. Like, he was like, y'all, I saw a partnership with y'all. And I, first of all, I was like, I don't, I don't know why I need to be offended by that statement or or not, but, but it's true, right? And so, um, and I, and I, it made me feel really good that that came through to yeah. even the boys, um, that we did a really good job of partnering together, um, to, to take care of the family. So, um, so I, I, I'm going to say I lucked up with us, you know, just having the same source of views on how we wanted to raise the boys. Um, and we also had like certain like roles, I'll say like Martez was a boy scout, Eagle scout, you know, so that when the boys went to boy scouts, you know, that was his thing. I was an mm -hmm. educator, so school was my thing. You know, if there's anything school related, I handled it. Anything boys got related, he or and anything physical, sports, all of that, he handled, right? Um, so we we, you know, just kind of naturally almost divided our our roles with um with the boys. And then when it came to decision making, like for the most part, we did most of it together. Um, so it was it was real it was real easy to be able to, um, to do it with him, um, which is probably what has Candace to answer your question still has us, 
liking each other <laughs> later because we really do complement each other really well in all aspects um of our marriage so. and they're cute too they are. <laughs> they're cute they've been cute so what is it like parenting adults? Oh my gosh. So I posted on Facebook um probably a couple of weeks ago. Oh, a, a Sun was it National Sunday? Um, how parenting adults isn't really any any easier than parenting kids because man, a couple of weeks ago they took me through it. Like I was just just the adult conversations I had with them. Um took me back because one I'm like I can't believe I'm having these adult conversations like they were just babies now I'm having these adult conversations with them first of all um and then second of all you know since they're adults now they want to make their own decisions which I may not always agree with so happen to navigate you about to do what are you crazy and coming back with you know well I'm grown. So, you know, <laughs> he didn't say that, but essentially with, without saying those words, right. Yeah. So, um, you know, so it's, it's hard to, to navigate that when you, um, like when you have a certain vision for what you want life to be like, and you, you've lived life, right. So, you know, um, about how some decisions are probably going to turn out because you've lived life and they have not. Um, but at the same time, you know, you know that they have to live life for them and make their mistakes, their mistakes. you know, that they're going to make so that they can then be at the place where I am now. Cause I made, you know, my mistakes too, when I was younger. So yeah. Juana, you've become, well, I'm an auntie mom, you know, <laughs> Monty and Anna, you already know them my kids. Nikki had babies for Mickey to help raise. <laughs> That what happened. Um, I'm a consultant. That's what has happened. Monty is now 26. I am no longer. Rrr. It is just like, ooh, I want to say something like Tawana said, mm -hmm. but you're right. So I'm like, okay, are you're coming to me to to give my opinion or my thoughts on something? So it's it's less of do what I say now and like, okay, mm -hmm. here's my take. I'm consulting you. You know when you go to a consultant, look, watch me. Everything relates to weight. When I go to Weight Watchers. And they tell me to follow these points. <laughs> they are consulting me now. Whether I apply what they have told me is all totally on me. That's how I look at being an IT. Exactly. Yeah. Let me say something else while I got the mic right now. Because I don't do it all you the time. You always have that mic. I do have that mic. I want to say something because I play a lot and I'm not always serious. But that's just who I am. And I, I don't make apologies for it. But just one by one giving flowers. Tawana. I love your marriage. I talk about it all the time. I talk about it in private, but I want to say it in public. Aww. I know it is not perfect because nothing in life is perfect. But when I seen y'all at homecoming, I hugged him just as hard as I hugged you. And it was great to see both of y'all together and like doing your own things, but just happy. And it's like, dang, 25 years don't pass us by and they still kicking. They still <laughs> together. And they not forced <laughs> to be together because the boys are grown. They right. want to be together. Candace. <laughs> I make jokes with you and pick at you all the time because you're the baby of the crew. I do. I know sometimes you be like, I'm a smack on the face if she say something else. But you're going to be phenomenal. Do not be afraid. You want to know why? Because you had a dope mama, a dope granny. You got the mm -hmm. game locked on this. God is going to bless you beyond your wildest dreams. Um, <laughs> Jocelyn, you already know Claire Huxtable. 
Ain't nothing else to be said but yep. that. Rock. Facts, for sure. Asia, Facts. you my plutie poo. You know how we get down. We'll punch it and duke it out. You're one of my favorite people and have been since I was 19 years old. You are a phenomenal mama. I look at my old pictures of Aiden when I had Casper in my hand when you had just had him. no eyebrows. Right, with no eyebrows. And I'm rubbing your belly when you came to see me. You was like eight months pregnant. I'm like, why is she in Nashville on the road? Because she can have this baby at any time. But what I will say is you guys are phenomenal women, not because you're my friends. You're phenomenal women, aunties, mothers, just all of the things. And so even when things don't quite work out how you have it mapped out, God got his hands on all of y'all. Yeah, yeah, you too. Because you, girl, you know I am a sinner saved by Christ. Yes, shout out. I mean, be very clear. She might have the longest prayer request list in the history ever in life. Oh, don't speak to every single one of Jesus. Oh my God. But I mean, I one of the things that I think has always that for me, even with just um. And we're not going to talk about it much because I don't know how much you've told people, but the decisions that you have made about your life in this next chapter that are also not just for you, but mm -hmm. because you love your nieces My and because tankers. you want to be there for them. And I think that that's a part of just too what it means to be village. Like, yeah. Aunties are necessary. They yeah, are necessary. Like, I, like I think about, I think about so much of of what we got and have that so many young women don't really get and have. Like I like, and I'm and here's the thing: I don't put anything about folks having kids, having kids young. I, but I will say that I feel like there's a generation of mothers now that do not get the full advantage of nurturing they and mentorship. And we're seeing it not only in them, but we're seeing it in their children. Mm -hmm. And like, there are a lot of things and questions that they have that they don't necessarily have safe spaces right. to even try to figure them out in ways that like, my mama was, my mama could be a hard nose, but I also knew that I had an aunt, her best friend, that was a vault. And yeah. like then that to this day has never shared stuff that I went and I told her. Um, not because I didn't believe my mama could hold it, but because you need that. Like there mm -hmm. are some things that you probably don't need to believe that your parents are going to be okay with knowing about you. And so you have mm -hmm. the safety of another person <laughs> that you can be confident and confide in. And I think like, that's, that's also to like the point of like, what it means to have good friendships. Like my best friend Shalita has two daughters and we laugh about how her youngest daughter is probably gonna call me when she get to college and need me to tell her like how to navigate some stuff and be an alibi because I tell her all day you had me <laughs> in that yeah. bag because she acts just like me I do want to ask this very very quickly because I do think that it's important particularly because we had a motherhood and co-parenting conversation and it's a question for the moms how have you because like we said you're all your amazing mothers but how have you been able to i to maintain your identity 
of who you are and not just being a mom? How have you been able to to hold on to to saying like I'm a mom, but I'm also Asia, I'm also Joss, I'm also Tawana, and I need to to nurture the things that make me a woman and not just always focusing on the things that require me to care for someone else. Well, I'm gonna let you take that first. Yeah. Actually, I didn't. Um, I feel like I really just got back to me um, probably when I was about to turn 40. So late 30s is when I felt like um, I was like, okay, enough of being, you know, mama, wife, find Tawana again. So I didn't do a good job of it. But once I decided okay and and it was probably when the boys were in high school or headed to high school when um it finally clicked for me like okay get Tawana back um then it was on and popping (laughs) it was on and popping at that point I um I grew up as a very authentic child like I knew everybody at home calls me Jossie I knew who Jossie was I knew where Jossie was going in life it wasn't a whole lot you could tell me about me and that voice over time went away. Like, I can even remember my parents like fussing at me and I could hear energized, like, you know, like <laughs> they don't know shit about this. And I would like be that, even be that voice to my sister during times where my dad would say things to her. I would come behind him and whisper, like, that nigga don't even know. And that voice went away when I got married. Like even showing up to Tennessee State, I showed up as my authentic self, hugging everybody. Like every day was the happiest day ever. Um, And over time, I lost that voice. It took divorce for me to step into who I was authentically and to do so in front of my children. Um, I remember Kennedy asking who asked for the divorce. And there was a part of me that just like clamped up and didn't want to tell her that it was me who let go. And when I finally told her, she was just like, oh, okay. But it gave me permission to step back into who I was. And even now, like, even when I'm engaging and interacting with the girls, like I show up as me because I want to give them permission to be themselves. When I show up with JD's kids, I show up as myself because that's who I want them to get to know. Um. It's so easy to lose that voice when you become a mom because you want to do everything right. And in wanting to do everything right, you hide the parts of yourself that are right and trying not to be wrong. And so I would say it's not avoidable. um, But keep people around you who ground you. And Candice, you were very much that for me during a very dark time um, as a parent and as a mom, as a parent and as a wife. But take that time out for you and don't don't feel guilty about it because that makes you a better parent. It's kind of inevitable with kids because, um, like I said, they can't take care of themselves. And um, there's only so many hours in the day and there's something that's going to fall off. And it's normally yourself, right? So um, I think for me, I knew that I knew that I was going to be Jewel told me if I wore one more fucking stripe, she said, if you wear one more stripe, I'm burning everything in your closet. She said, why do you look like this? Well, I don't understand. Mind you, she is now in that exact same position. And I'm like, 
bitch, comb your hair. <laughs> what is going on with you? <laughs> like, because you get lost in the sauce. Like, you just, you're like, okay, stripes look good today and tomorrow and maybe the day after that. I don't know. But um, it wasn't until my kids, it wasn't actually until the boy's dad and I broke up and I started dating that, mm -mm, he who shall not be named, um, that honestly um, allowed me to see myself as someone other than a mom. Mm -hmm. So I will honestly credit him with that. It should have stopped at a summer, but it didn't. 60 years later, yeah, it was a long time. But um, I will credit him for pulling me out of my mommy funk and I know it, letting me know that I am still Asia and it's okay for Asia to have a life and have fun and be happy with people other than her children because I would feel guilty like mm -hmm. I mean my what my kids though they weren't there with their dad it's still like you know I shouldn't be I just not I shouldn't be doing this like this is I shouldn't I'm a mom I shouldn't be doing this um da, 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 da. and I got over that and it was it was you know and as they got older I became more comfortable in their ability to be okay without me having to do much you know other than feed them or provide them the food that they need or whatever it is that they need um, you know, they can communicate, things of that nature. So that's when I started doing that. more of the things that I like to do. I travel a lot by myself. I do a lot of things by myself. So I really do enjoy my own company and I'm very happy. And I'm, I'm happy that the boys can see that I'm happy and my happiness is not based on something else other than just me being happy. Um, and I think that's important. Um, and, and Mickey's talking about me masturbating every day. Okay. I'm single. It is what it is. <laughs> I'm single and celibate so I'm, I'm in a relationship with myself that makes me happy that's how I found myself again <laughs> one orgasm at a time <laughs> I, I hope one that as sisters watch this and think about their own lives and things that 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 can happen unexpectedly or it didn't necessarily happen in the order that they wanted it to, or at the time that they wanted it to, like you can really still have a really good life yeah. and that you can, um, and like, you know, one of the things my mom used to say is that experience is the best teacher, but nobody said they had to be your experiences. So like, there are ways that like, like that. you can see and experience, you can see what other people have gone through and other people have experienced to be like, hey, like I might not need to walk down that door. Um, or if these are questions that somebody said they wish they would have asked on the front end, like those might need to be questions that you add to your list of questions that you ask on the front end. Like there are ways that like we take from the experiences of other people to at the end of the day, try to create these families and these lives where we are good human beings and mm -hmm. we produce good human beings. Mm -hmm. Like yep. that's, I think that that's it. I think that that's what it boils down to being good people and raising good people. Yeah. Raising good individuals, not, not people that you want them to be, but people that you allow them to grow into. Mm -hmm. um, and, and when you give children the room to do that, you've never, I mean, their possibilities are endless. I mean, it's their life to live. It's their choices to make. We can't make them for them. We have to give them the options and then 
give them the tools and give them the options and see what they do with it. Catch them if we need to, or let they fall on their ass for a minute and, you know, dust it off for them. But <laughs> I mean, but we gotta, we gotta give our kids that room to make those mistakes. Right. And a lot of people try to put their kids in these bubbles and it just doesn't work. Like that's not life. So that was a great way to sew that up. Um, we have another segment that we all laugh at in the group chat. Um, and I, I really want to hear what this looks like today. And that is Twana. Twana, what you ain't know? Okay. So I already know y'all about to get me because y'all have talked about this in the group chat. However, I still didn't really know what was going on in the group chat. So when y'all talked about it, I just kind of ignored it because I didn't know what y'all were talking about exactly. Um, so I don't still know all of the ins and outs of it, but um, why ain't nobody tell me what was been or has been going on with Kurt Franklin and um, scandal lady, Carrie Washington in this family stuff? Like, so I know y'all talked about it. Candace been talking about this for she talked about it for a good but week I and a half. Wait a minute. I need, I need, what you talking about? I need, we're talking about the books. The both, they both released books at the same, they both have parent revelations. Right. There the was something time. with parenting. Separately. Not together, people. So right, 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 right. The way right, right, that right, right, she right. Sorry, put sorry. this. Oh, sorry. Sorry. My bad. My separately. bad. <laughs> they have separate issues <laughs> with the same thing. Several things. I do not understand how we had a good, strong two and a half weeks talking about Kurt oh, oh, Okay, I'm glad that's where you went because I was about to say, if y'all sit right here and do exactly what y'all did in the group chat and talk about talk about the situation without informing me of what is going on with the situation, we're going to have a problem. You so do, that's you exactly still, what y'all did. You still group. don't know? Do, wait a minute, wait so, a minute. I mean, I gather, I gather that he didn't know who his father was. But that's about it. That's all I got. Here's you the got, thing. No, no, let no, no. Well, let me tell the world what, what Twana does <laughs> in the group chat. So we can have a conversation. Yep. We all know when Twana comes back to the conversation because from the beginning of the conversation, Twana begins to like, react, love, love laugh at every single message that ha- that took place in her absence. So how she how missed, many messages she missed? How she missed the context and the information that we are talking about is beyond me. So I I <laughs> gathered that, but that's it. Like I gathered that he didn't know who his daddy was, and with the whole Carrie Washington thing, I didn't. At one point, I remember somebody saying, y'all, this stuff going on with Kerry Washington is wild. And I thought, huh, what's going on with Kerry Washington? And then I didn't care enough. I, I want to hear Candace myself. talk about Kerry, but I'll bring you up to speed really quickly on Kurt. So long story short, he had a father that passed away, right? That's who he thought his daddy was, right? Uh, gets a call one day from a friend they're at some type of mutual relative his, friend uh, funeral, aunt's funeral. Aunt's funeral. And the dude that was there was like, I had some type of interaction with Kirk's mom long time ago. Dude ends up doing a DNA test. It comes back, what is it, 99.9, right? 
yeah. give it to mom. Mom was like, no, you know, you put kind of like the Kiki. I don't know this man. Like, I ain't, I ain't that. That's not it. That's not it. So then Kirk was like, okay, could be wrong. You know, let's do another one. So they do an outside, another DNA test, same results. She's still there saying, no, that that's not possible. It couldn't happen. His aunt is there like, come on, homie. Like, tell give him something. Him. Give him something more than that. She would not give him something more than that. I'll play devil's advocate with Candace. We don't know the backstory of why, what is going on. But I think aunt was trying to say, if, if you got to cut off the cameras, tell him more than what you're saying that this ain't your dad, regardless of these two DNA tests. So is this playing out in the on the documentary or they're yes. they're yes. talking about it? Yes, okay. no, they're there. They're it's like they're, okay. And the and the yes. dude that is the biological father is actually sitting at the table at the very beginning with aunt, mom, his yes. I guess his wife, I'm assuming at this point. He leaves to let them have space to talk about the second round of the DNA test. And then okay. at the very end, Kirk kind of goes to his house and was like, I don't know what this looks like. Can I hug you? And then dude was like, yeah. whatever type of relationship, whatever capacity you want me in your life, that's what I'll be. And if you want me to be in your kid's life, so be it. Mom still never, she never okay. acknowledged that what the DNA test was saying. I'll leave it there. She didn't acknowledge okay. the validity of the DNA test. Is that better, Candy? You like that? The validity of the DNA test. Yeah. And so Kirk is kind of like, oh, because I need something more Kirk than words on his spirit. Yeah. And did. how and and I did see like the billboards for his album when I was in Nashville. How does that tie in? Because the album is Father's Day, too, or no? And then the album is called Father's Day. It's supposed to tie in, but it don't. You listen to that thing. So is it a gospel album? It's yeah. a gospel album, but okay. it doesn't. The two you the two are not connected. Like, okay, got it. Connected. He's okay. saying, but they not. Candace, talk about Carrie, and I'm gonna mute myself. So here's the thing with Carrie Washington. So Carrie Washington was invited. You know that show Finding Your Roots that Henry Louis Gates does. That you take a dip. No, she don't. So so Henry Louis Gates does a show called Finding Your Roots where he takes a you take an ancestry test and he tells your ancestry right and like where your people are from blah 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 so carrie washington got invited to do that show and she went and she told her parents and they were like um hey i don't know if you should do that to the point where carrie was like this feels very weird so she called Skip, Skip Gates, who's the host of the show, and was like, I think my parents feel a bit um, leery about this. So can you call and talk to them and get them on board? So he was like, no problem. So he calls her parents and has a conversation with them about the show. And they were like, yeah, so we got one question. And they were like, what's up? It was like, so if we do this show with the issue of DNA, and parenthood come out because we use sperm to have Carrie. She's not, her father is not her biological father. And he was like, it absolutely would come out. And he was like, y'all don't have to do the show. Y'all don't have to do the show, but you need to tell her. Cause they had not told her. Wow. They never intended to tell her. And they never, that's the thing. They never intended to tell her. 
So after that, and after they had the conversation with Skip, they called her and was like, we need to talk to you. And that's when they told her that she was, that he used, that they had to use a sperm donor. Wow. And so she talks about this in her book. She talks about that in her book. And she has since like gone on this journey to, um, and it's really interesting too, because also in her book, she talks about how she has this great relationship with her parents, but she always felt like something was off. Mm-hmm. and that like they presented as the perfect family mm-hmm. and she felt like she had to be the perfect kid mm-hmm. and that like once she found that out it was like everything to her made sense mm-hmm. like this is why they act like this this is why I always felt like this like oh it all makes sense mm-hmm. but yes yeah, and they they were never going to tell her um but when she got asked to do that show, that's how she found out. Dang. Now let me go back to the group chat and find that comment that said this Carrie Washington thing is wild so I can love it. Girl, you have to go through 15,000 picks to get to it. emphasize it. No, she just needed, she just needed to uh, search Carrie Washington. Like, oh my God. That is wild. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I am all caught up on that now. Thanks, guys. Until the next. I look, look, moral of the story is y'all better stay away from ancestry.com. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. Cause listen, I definitely found an additional sibling. You did. And I'm not going to say what I found. Just know that it changed the dynamics of all kinds of things. And now we be at Thanksgiving looking at each other weird. Yeah. And folks still don't know. And I ain't saying that. I'm not doing it. Next episode is our last one for the season, friends. Y'all don't been through a whole season with us. For our last episode that really is very interesting is that like on some level, it's going to be a carryover from what we kind of talked about today because it's about lessons that we learned in our 40s and we kind of touched on it. We kind of touched on some of we mm-hmm. we touched on some of them throughout the entire season because this the season really was about like growth and change and maturing and so um yeah we're gonna talk about that next week yeah so everybody tune in thank you for listening to however long this will be once it is edited <laughs> uh, long as heck <laughs> you're welcome people you're welcome. <laughs> We'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye.